A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. When will the new moon be over, you ask, that we may sell our grain, and the Sabbath, that we may display the wheat? We will diminish the epa, add to the shekel, and fix our scales for cheating. We will buy the lowly for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. Even the refuse of the wheat we, we will sell. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, never will I forget a thing they have done. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, first of all, I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as ransom for all. This was the testimony at the proper time. For this I was appointed preacher and apostle. I am speaking the truth, I am not lying, teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. It is my wish then that in every place the man should pray, lifting up holy hands without hunger or argument. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for surrendering his property. He summoned him and said, what is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, what shall I do? Now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me, I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I should do so. When I'm removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He calling his master's debtors one by one. To the first, he said, how much do you owe my master? He replied, 100 measures of olive oil. He said to him, here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for 50. Then to another, the steward said, and you, how much do you owe? He replied, 100 cores of wheat. The steward said to him, here is your promissory note. Write one for 80. And the master commanded that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when he fails, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. 
The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. There is a problem that affects all of us. We try to find a solution one way or another. It is the issue of economics. The economy and inflation are platforms used by politicians to launch their political campaigns and make and fulfill promises. We talk about these problems, rich and poor. When the problem becomes worse, we all suffer the consequences, but undoubtedly the poor will have it worse without adequate resources to survive. Money makes the world go round. As we remember Liza Minnelli's song in the popular 1972 musical, Cabaret. Certainly, money is one of the most prominent human concerns. Money may not buy us happiness, but the lack of it will certainly make us miserable. The economic problem in the world today affects all Catholic Christians in a profound way, and we must confront it with wisdom and courage. Not so much to offer an economic solution, but more so to give a Christian interpretation based on our values taught by Jesus. Our first reading from the prophet Amos underlines the abuses to which greed gives rise. Amos lived in the eighth century before Christ, when Israel was peaceful and prosperous. Ideal opportunities for trading had triggered an economic miracle, leading to undreamed riches for some people. Behind this success story, Amos sees a world of injustice. Wealth is in the hands of a few who mercilessly exploit the many poor farmers and workers. The wealthy commercial merchants cannot wait for the Sabbath to be over before continuing their lucrative but dishonest business. Cheating on weights and measures, tempering with scales, inflating the value of goods, and deflating the value of money. What are they doing? Is buying up the poor for money, as we heard in Amos 8.6. Courageously, Amos reminds them, God will not forget a single thing you have done. The words of the prophet Amos come to us with great impact today. We must commit ourselves 
to act against an injustice or marginalization that are contrary to God's plan of salvation for all of us. When we reflect and analyze the abuses and injustices in our society, we see the excessive desire to accumulate wealth and power. It is a fact that we cannot dispense ourselves of money. We need it to live with dignity. Let us make clear that God does not condemn money or those who have it, but he reminds us to give it the proper place in our lives and warns us that the use or abuse of money will be a factor to determine our salvation. In our gospel reading from Luke, Jesus refers to money as tainted, but instructs his disciples to use it to make friends with the son's wealth, so that when he fails, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. Certainly, Jesus is not saying that we can buy our way into heaven. Indeed, the message of the gospel seems puzzling and even confusing. Jesus tells his disciples a parable about a dishonest steward, but very shrewd, having squandered his master's property, takes immediate steps to secure his own future. The behavior of this unjust and corrupt steward is self-serving and reprehensible, of course. And Jesus is not putting him forward as an example to be followed, but as a lesson from which we may have something to learn. The lesson to be learned is that in our service to God and in his reign of love and justice, we must be as decisive as the steward was in the pursuit of his own interest. But instead of acting dishonestly like him, we must take those actions that serve God's purposes, that lead to a more human and just world, and thus win us eternal life. Service of God is incompatible with service of wealth. As we heard in the gospel, we, can, we cannot be slave both of God and of money. The abuses to which money gives rise are all too clear in our modern world today. Creating a society where the rich grow richer and the poor struggle for survival. Pope Francis reminds us the worship of the golden calf wall has found a new and heartless image in the cult of money and dictatorship of an economy that is faceless and lacking any true, truly human goal. The Pope deplores the tyranny of an uncontrolled capitalist system built on competitors where there, where there are few winners but many losers. The gross inequality created by this system is shocking and an abomination in the sight of our Creator. Over the past few years alone, the wealth of the 10 wealthiest people in the world has quadrupled, while the income of 99% of humanity has been reduced. Today, 1% of the world's population have 20 times more global wealth 
than the bottom 50%. And Pope Francis is calling for financial reform along ethical lines that will produce in his turn an economy that benefits everyone. Money must serve, not rule. Today's gospel speaks of our stewardship, not just in general terms, but also individually. A steward is a person who is given responsibility to handle the goods and property of his headmaster or employer. We must remember that we are stewards of what God has provided for us. We are not the owners. We have no absolute right to anything we have, including our own lives. Everything belongs to God, who has created us and placed us as the stewards of his creation. What type of relationship do I have with God? How well am I using the resources the Lord has given me for his service and the service of others? How well am I administering his own life, my own life according to God's will and plans for me? What is the purpose of my own existence? Am I open to make the kind of friends Jesus refers to in the gospel? Friends who will welcome me into the dwellings of eternity? Dear brothers and sisters, the answer to these questions we will sign in silent prayer. And in addition, Right now, we have access to a great spiritual program in our parish, the Alpha Program, a program that can help develop a more intimate relationship with Jesus and follow his teachings to be the kind of good stewards he wants all of us to be.